So welcome to episode five of the Speak Your Strength podcast. Today is all about Jacob. Jacob has an amazing story. He's in my Facebook group. He's done some good work with Young Minds, a few TV interviews actually as well. And we've been messaging a few times and Jacob has a powerful story, one of bullying, one of becoming Jacob and the battles with that of acceptance and also losing a good friend of his to suicide as well. So this conversation could have gone on a lot, lot longer. And it's, like I say, a really powerful episode. And if you can relate in some way, I would love to hear from you, and I'm sure Jacob would as well. And you can reach out to me through Facebook or through email at paul at pmcgregor.com. And I can always pass you on to Jacob as long as he doesn't mind. So without further ado, let's give Jacob a call and get Jacob to speak his strength. So Jacob, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Good. Oh, it's, it's, it's great to finally speak to you properly. We've been messaging a few times, haven't we? Back and yeah. forth. Um, and you're in the Facebook group and stuff. I've seen a, I've seen one of your interviews as well. Um, so let, let's just let go again. Go back to the beginning and and sort of where where did where did your journey begin? Let's go from there. I think it sort of began at school. Um, so let's say like start of secondary school. Um, How old I are you now? Just quickly. I'm 20 now. Oh, cool. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I started at secondary school, and I wasn't the most academic person in the world. Um, I struggled like heavily, um, mm. and I wasn't very confident. Um, uh, my I had this friend called Sean, and he sort of stuck by me, and the rest of them sort of like picked on me for like. Or be able to do simple things like reading and writing. I was really like struggling with that type of stuff, and I got heavily bullied. But I just couldn't stand up for myself. I just thought I was a failure anyway. Um, so I thought, oh, well, you know, what's the point? Like, you know, they can all pick on me if they want because what what's coming out of their mouths is true, and it had like a detrimental effect on me and my grades. Um, exams. I gave up on exams, I gave up on classwork. I sort of tried to be like them, I tried to be like the troublemaker, um, but it didn't go in my favour. Um, and there were so many lessons I missed. So many, I missed, she missed two exams. And as a result, I came out of school with one GCSE and two BTECs, even though I was like the, hard, the, like, the hardest working person mm. like in my class. And looking back, I wish I'd done, th- done things differently, but with that lack of confidence, I know I wouldn't have, and I couldn't have said anything to, you know, to change the whole situation. Mm-hmm. So, what? Where did the bullying stem from? Was it just was it just a certain amount of people saying certain things, or it's one of those like stupid little things, like kids are immature, it's like music taste and like the way you look and like like body image and it was like academic ability and stuff like that so like you're like the teacher's pet and stuff like I just was working hard to get good grades mm. so then when you left school kind of what happened then um I started at college um and I started on a course I didn't really want to do I really wanted to do business mm-hmm. and I wanted to like start my own business and stuff but I ended up studying media 
which I actually kind of liked. Um, but I felt so insecure, and media involves a lot of like group work and like presentations and stuff. It's just something I could not do. Mm. And uh, like in my first year was when Sean sadly took his own life. And so that was your friend that you spoke about earlier. And I actually heard it when I was at college in a lesson, and I can still remember quite clearly. I actually like picked up tables and threw them in my chairs and stuff. I just got really angry. There was no sadness. It was just anger. Mm. And um, I'm just not normally like that. And it and it scared me to the point where I though that sort of when it spiraled, and when I thought about taking my own life too. And a few months later, that's when I joined Young Minds, which might have been a bit too soon. Um, but it was sort of a way to sort of move past it and ignore it at the same time, mm. which is never good. You're not meant to ignore something like that. But it kind of gave you a bit more meaning, right? That you were now openly speaking about. Yeah. So did you start speaking with Young Minds about him and losing him to suicide? Um. I, yeah, so that was like the first point of call was, um, well, I suppose I started talking to my cousin about it first, because if I talked to my parents about it, they were all like really suicide selfish type thing. They had then like not supported of mental illness one single bit, mm. so I thought I can't turn to them. Um, so yeah, I turned to my cousin because I knew he had depression, and I, I knew I'd be understood, um, and then he was like, the way to do it is you, you just need to keep telling your story. It's like really therapeutic. So I thought, I saw this thing on Twitter one day and I was like, I'll join this. Without really thinking what I was really doing, I just wanted that space to let others know that, you know, they're not alone and no one should ever get to the point where they want to take their own life. Mm. Yeah, so you've, you've definitely had, you know, a lot kind of dealt to you that you've had to deal with um what's what's been the hardest for you is it because you know you've been through a lot becoming jacob the bullying like your friend like what's kind of been the hardest i think the hardest thing is accepting that sean's died and accepting that it wasn't my fault and it was nothing i could actually do to save him I would beat myself up every basically every day about it saying mm. like I could have done it I've missed something like I have a shit friend and like I know I shouldn't be doing that but it's sort of like a, a natural thing and still today I I haven't been to his grave for like a year just because I can't like fathom it I just it just confuses me he was like 17 like, uh, he was happy, like in a in a in a apprenticeship, a building apprenticeship, and his dad and like he comes from like a farming background, and he got like a gun and shot himself, and like like what? That's what you see in the movies. You don't expect it to happen to you in real life. Yeah, yeah, especially someone so close to you, someone who's kind of helped you through you know that bullying and those those low periods as well but you know it's the same battle that I had with my dad and it's just one of those things that you have to remember that it's never anything that you could have done 
um, you know the, then like you say that's the hardest thing to get your head around I blame myself I started to blame my dad I started to blame people around him but honestly it's just it's so common as well now it's like you say you, you see it on the movies but the statistics also show that you know so many yeah. people are having to deal with it now um, so kind of what what helped you so you really hit that low point like you were saying where you actually thought about taking your own life what was the changing point from that point there that's kind of got you to where you are today I think it was just generally seeing people around me with like a mental illness and that are still living and still sort of going through it there's a lot of like a mental health community on Twitter um, who have saved me in a sense and given me like a voice like I think it's just understanding and someone listening to you um who also has personal experience with mental illness um and that's that's why i joined young minds to mm. meet other young people who are going through similar things sort of change my negative into a positive and sharing my story on such big like mediums but like that that's really daunting but it's something which i feel will go on to benefit others so mm. And what does that involve? Does that involve just you sharing your story for Young Minds? Um, it involves like quite a few things, um, like sharing my story, but we also have like monthly meetups. So like all the young people get together in London like monthly to talk and chat about like the future of Young Minds and how it's going to go forward. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But you also receive like opportunities like talks um, for like pop pop funders and like TV interviews, radio interviews, like newspaper and stuff. Just a way to sort of like share it, but share it on a, like a bigger platform to make it more like national. Mm. So is this something you're kind of driven by at the moment to kind of just share what you've been through to kind of help others? Is that Do you feel like that's maybe helping you along the way? Uh, yeah, I think if I had no one to share it with, I would honestly be isolated or scarily I'd be dead. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, there's so much like stigma around like mental illness that people just don't talk and I think that is where it goes wrong. Like, people isolate themselves and think of all these things and then that probably leads them to like killing themselves. Mm, yeah and I think isolation like you say is the important word there is that a lot of people do feel isolated and when you're surrounding yourself with those people which you did um you know it kind of helps so if you know what is your biggest challenge right now i know you've put a few things up in the group but like what what would you say that you're challenged by at the moment um my gender um coming out as transgender and my parents no support around it um Um, the sort of it's just a phase let's not talk about it or it's that if i bring it up there's loads of arguments and say i were to take a step forward like i was going to get going to get a haircut or something i fear that i would be kicked out and so it's a massive challenge for me and it's something my parents make me feel guilty about um, and 
like I, I know it's not wrong, but I, I just want I'm like a people pleaser. I, I really want them to care. I really want them to understand, them to listen to me, and understand that. Yeah, I'm still their child, and I always will be. But I just want to be who I want to be, and I want to be happy. And where I am right now, I'm not happy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, we'll, talk, we'll talk a bit more about it, but just, you know, you said you're a people pleaser and it's, you know, people pleasing and pleasing your parents is two massively different things. You know, it's, I, I, I always wanted to please my parents and I still do want to please my mum. So it's, it's very hard, like you say, to, to want to please them. But like you've just said, the important thing is your own happiness. How long, you know, when did you become Jacob? How long ago was it? Um, I officially became Jacob in October of last year. Um, and but well, I unofficially became Jacob probably before even I started secondary school. And was it was scared. it you know tell tell me a little bit more about it? Was it just something that you? I have I don't know too much about it. Is it something that you just know? Yeah, you just you just know it. It's sort of you feel like wrong, and you look at yourself, and there's so many things you want to change about yourself, and it's not just a a body image issue. It's it's more like psychological mixed with that as well, and you know if you have suicidal thoughts about the way you look and the way you are then you know you've got to change something. Mm. But yeah, you just know. And is that where the bullying kind of came from as well? Yeah, I think, because I felt so in- insecure already that anything could get to me. There was no, like, barrier. There yeah. was just... Yeah, there was just me and, like, falling apart, really. So it seems like you knew exactly who you wanted to be. You tried to become that, you know, that that person that you wanted to be. But then people at school were judging you, bullying you. Your parents weren't supporting you. So it was kind of almost like everyone was pushing against who you wanted to be. And then the one person who was supporting you throughout it then takes his own life as well. So yeah. it's almost like you know, there's no one there to now support you. Um, and how hard was it for you to actually say to your parents and say to people that you know? I want to, you know, I'm Jacob, and, and this is who I am. Um, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. I can imagine, uh, yeah. And I didn't really... Oh, I planned it for, like, months, maybe, like, six, seven months. And it came down to a moment with my parents that was so negative and so, like, scary that I thought I just... like. I should just give up on this. Mm. Like maybe I'm not entitled to be who I want to be, and maybe I should like just end my life, just press the stop button, and just get off and leave. Mm. And it, like I, I can't imagine having to do that, but I just want to encourage you that that's one of the bravest things that you know. You know, a lot of people would never ever do that. You know, hide behind who they are because they don't have that strength to be able to come out and say this is me this is who I want to be um, so just you know please do encourage yourself because of that 
Um, it is such strength and it's such bravery. And I know it's obviously hard for you now, but I believe it's going to get a lot easier as time goes on. Um, and you said as well, you went to, where did you go at the weekend? Was it Birmingham or? Yeah. And when you went there, you felt, you know, on top of the world almost because you were surrounded by people calling you Jacob and, you know, people yeah, in a similar I, role. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. I felt accepted. And it's sort of like, I had two days off in Birmingham with these people who accept me and call me Jacob. And it sounds simple, but it means everything to me. Mm. And I come home and it's, it's sort of like a, like you fall back down in the, into a hole and you're back in that dark place again. And, but you fall so deep mm. that I have like suicidal thoughts at night. And like, I end up messaging like people like, like just randomly like I've never really spoken to you before <laughs> but no again but I can I, you know I, I have it all the time and I think because like you've said I, I do videos on it I come out about it so it's almost like you know we can relate in that way and you can message me whenever you can message me in the middle of the night I might be asleep but you know <laughs> <laughs> if I'm awake then I'll message you back um, but yeah, I, I completely get that and you put a post up yesterday about it and I, I truly believe that your parents just want you to be happy um, but it is a great saying that someone told me it's we're all victims of victims which means obviously they've been conditioned by their parents to feel and think a certain way and you know you can't blame them you can't blame their grandparents because they were conditioned by their parents it's just been passed down generations and I don't know your parents but I truly believe that they do want you to be happy it's just obviously accepting you know everything's probably going to take maybe a little bit longer than you'd expect but like I said to you yesterday the main thing is your own happiness and you have to do what makes you happy without having to please anyone else yeah um but you know what's the kind of plan from here forward I mean what what else do you love doing and I see you plan out your days which is a great strategy this is one that I used <laughs> I used to love doing that I need to do it more what else are you kind of doing to help with your own mental health um, I um, I think I actually posted about this in the group. I have got a twelve-month gym membership. Cool. Um, I hope to go back to the gym because I I was I went for like twelve weeks and sort of like lost the motivation. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go back because it actually really helps my mental health. Um, but also I want I'm just generally gonna continue doing all the voluntary work that I currently do. Um, because it it just gives me that safe place to just be myself. Yeah. And I have they've given me so many incredible opportunities that I can't believe I've got given. It's just a bit surreal. Mm. And I I feel like I'm not deserving of them. You are, and you're helping so many people from doing that. You know, and also having the the courage to share your story but also share it on TV and share it you know wherever you go is again it's helping so many people that you don't know how many people you're helping um, and even doing this this interview today again it's you know however many people listen to this if you can impact one two you're also going to impact their children the people that they pass it on to as well um, mm. so that must make you feel good a little bit that you know you, by you sharing your struggles in a way it's inspiring others um, yeah it's I, I think it's amazing like I after my channel 4 interview particularly I got a few messages on Twitter like 
I thank you for talking about this. And, mm. Like, you just like, well, this is what I want to do. Like, you don't need to thank me for it. You have to let that sink in. This is you, 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 you make the same mistake that I do. It's like it will, I'll get a message of, of thanks. You know, you really helped me, and I just go, "That's nice." And then I'll move on to a hateful comment, and then I'll really fixate on that one comment yeah. that, you know, I shouldn't have said this certain thing. Um, so like, I'm taking this advice, and I think you should as well. So let let those let those sink in because I think I'm the same. I just kind of skim over them. Um, but you are helping so many people from doing what you're doing. So keep it up. <laughs> um, so what else? Exercise? Anything else? Oh, you go to? Do you see a counsellor? Yeah, I see a counsellor. So I'm seeing him tomorrow, actually. Does that help? Um, sometimes. It helps sometimes. Mm. Like, um, it is just the fact that it's private and it's costing us lots of lots of money but at the end of the day it's sort of like saving my life and there's no like you can't put a cost on your life exactly yeah that's the thing if, if it's helping you then you know money has, you know money has to be found I guess as you as you say um, do you find obviously the talking side of it helps um, the talking side of it is really difficult it's actually kind of strange because I can go on national TV and talk about stuff <laughs> and talk about with my counsellor yeah 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 why do you think that is? Um, I think it is the he sat in front of me. It's like the initial reaction type thing. Yeah, so it's almost like you're just fixating on how he's reacting, and yeah. Whereas if you was talking on national TV, you can't really see everyone's no. reactions. But, it's, it's, but have you like, found it, that you've kind of answered questions that you had by going to him? Um, yeah, um, definitely. I think I've actually, there's been a few times when I've tested stuff out by talking about it on national TV. Mm. Um, and my counselor's watched it and said, You haven't told me about that. Like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. massive. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I think, like, even if you talk about it on national TV or you talk about it to a counselor, the main thing is that you are talking about it. Yeah. You know, whether it's, I always say, whether it's to a counselor, a friend, a parent, um, like a random person in a coffee shop like as long as you can vocalize it or national tv like you do as long as you can vocalize it i think that's the important thing rather than kind of botting it all up um yeah so yeah i mean i i, I just want to sort of say how amazing you are and just say how kind of the amount of stuff that you have been through and you know it's 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 scary that there are people that aren't willing to support you because I truly believe that like your happiness comes first um, and I, I just want to say keep doing what you're doing and if you ever feel like messaging me then please do message <laughs> like I said as long as I'm awake I'll message you back um, but do you have anything to add is there any, you know, anything that you want to give in terms of lessons that you maybe learnt along the way um, I think it's just don't be scared to talk. Uh, there's so many people out there who are just waiting to listen to you. And yeah, just don't you know, just don't leave it too late. Like it's really hard to talk and to open up like for the first time. But it's like the biggest weight off your shoulders and 
from there you can go on to do so many other different things. Mm-hmm. Just that first step. Amazing. I love that. You, you give good advice. You should, start <laughs> do, you should start doing your own videos. They're better than me. <laughs> for Jacob, now listen, Nick, thank you for speaking Australian. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, and I truly do appreciate it. Cheers. Catch up soon. Okay, thank you. So another powerful story. Thanks again to Jacob for taking his time out, almost breaking that fear as well. I know there was a bit of nerves leading up to recording this episode. Um, I literally just put something in the group this morning. Who's up for doing an interview? He said he was up for it, and then he kind of was debating it. So I'm kind of you know, so glad that he actually did face that fear and speak his strength today because it was inspiring, it inspired me, hopefully it's inspired you listening to this. So once again, thank you to Jacob for coming out and sharing his strength, speaking his strength. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to leave a rating and a review or you enjoy the mission that I'm on to give people that are struggling, that have been through mental health battles, the platform to speak their strength, to share their story because I truly believe as Jacob said in this episode that the more people that speak about it, the more people that are open about how they feel and what they've been through, the more people it will inspire, the better the stigma will you know, be broken. And that's really the important mission that I'm on. So please run over, leave a rating and a review on iTunes and I would truly appreciate it. If you want to find out more about me, you can do so by going over to pmcgregor.com. You can email me at paul at pmcgregor.com or follow me over on Facebook to search for my name or over on Instagram. Again, search for my name. I'm pretty active on both of those platforms. Got to get the plugs in right at the end, but appreciate Jacob for coming out and speaking his strength and also appreciate you guys for taking the time out of listening. Speak soon.